Welcome to the Maladjusted Monkeys podcast. I'm Tommy Archer, and as always, I'm joined by the great Mr. Shane Clark. Shane. Oh, man, that's like the best intro you've ever given well, me. Well, mate, it has been a big night for those who are not watching this and are listening. Um, it is 9.30 in the evening, and we have just attended the wedding of one of our best mates, uh, Ros Geimer, and uh, now the Amy Geimer. Mm. Uh, we're up at Montville in Queensland, and uh, this we were just talking about. This is the first where did you ever think that we'd att- be attending the wedding of one of our best mates? You wouldn't ever be drinking, and it's nine thirty. We're drinking coffees doing a podcast episode. I wouldn't bet anything that I would not be drinking. No, there's no chance. No, it's it's very it's very different for us. <laughs> uh, so if the podcast seems a little bit different, maybe that's what it is. But uh, for the those of you who are watching this on YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook, uh, you'll notice we're not in the studio. We're actually recording this in my hotel room at Altitude in Montville. Uh, and Shane's staying at the ho- same hotel just below me. <laughs> so I thought we'd take full advantage while uh, we've got the chance, me living in Inglewood now. Yeah, well, we've got a bit to recap. Obviously, this is the first uh, episode we've recorded since you've moved um, out of Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. And you're... I still don't know where Inglewood is, mate. Where Bunk is fuck it? nowhere. Okay, so how far out of Brizzy? Uh, I think it's like three and a half hours yep, west on the, near the border. Yeah, you keep, you know, inviting me to come out. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I decline the invites <laughs> in, a, in a very nice way. I will come out there eventually. Um, well, I live in a shithole, but it's fine. <laughs> you keep reminding me of that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't know why you keep asking for photos of the place, mate. It's not worth it. Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering why you just won't send me <laughs> anything. Um... Okay, so you yeah you moved to Inglewood now, and that's that's obviously a big change. There's a few things that was you know kind of spurred that on for you. Yeah, but how, like, so what were the reasons for going out there? Oh, obviously a lot of what we talked about in the last podcast, um, and kind of a, a couple of things. You know, Madison's obviously followed me around, being an army wife. Um, so I thought I'd return the favour and um, move closer to her family, so she'd yeah. have. Uh, a bit more support, and then it also two birds with one stone. It um, takes me a little bit further away from temptation uh, yep, of, yep. of drinking, and I, I love living in the country, man. It's where I grew up, and I just love the pace of it. Yeah, it does suit you. Um, well, yeah, this is you know alluded to it. Then this is the first time I've seen you since moving, but also the first I would, well, I think it's correct, but this is the first kind of big event you've been to. Where second, second? Yeah, was the yeah. first. Uh, my cousin's wedding. Uh, a oh couple of yeah, ago. that's right. Yeah. Uh, was the first time I've been around you in a social environment <laughs> with <laughs> other military guys yeah. where Shane isn't drinking. Um, How did you find tonight? Great wedding, it, by mate, the way. It, it was an amazing night. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't know. I've always got social anxiety, and that's probably one of the main reasons why I used to drink so much. But um, uh, it, it's hard and it's not. Like the, the, the reason that I'm doing it makes it a lot easier, obviously, for my wife and my child. Yep. Um, it sucks, but it, the more I do it, the more I'm going to get used to it. And yeah, it, it right. really helps when, we, like we had tonight, a great group of guys and just a fucking awesome night. So Yeah. Yeah, Riles, I know you're going to listen to this and you wanted a mention. You're going to get a mention, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was a great wedding. Um, mate, you had a great MC, by the way. Say. <laughs> Turn it up. Yet again. Get invited to MC and oh, look. I think it goes without saying, I knocked it out of the park. Yeah, Shane. I'll give, I'll, begrudgingly, I'll give it to you. And I know it pains you that I, I succeed <laughs> in such having you. I'm a little annoyed. I even told Shane, so the, the, the bridal party was coming in, and I, you know, this was my big moment. I had some jokes. Again, mostly, I didn't even use script. I went off cuff. Yeah. Uh, I told Shane, he's like, no, I want to go down the road and get some I cigarettes. Need, I needed to go and get and cigarettes. And I said, no, mate, my big moment's coming up. Okay, I've got some good jokes here. No, I'll, I'll be back in time. As soon as he leaves, wedding party arrives. <laughs> I do my set, 
Where's Shane? As soon as I finish, who's walking down the dusty road <laughs> with his cigarettes in hand? I got him, mate. I got him. I don't need alcohol. <laughs> um, just need something to do with no, my hands. I, I, honestly, I was impressed with how well you um, you still injected yourself into into the party. You know, it could have been easy for you to just be a recluse and not yeah. get involved, but you were you were everywhere. You know, it was good. Yeah, like it, it's definitely like uh, having done that PTSD course. I know that these are the kinds of things I need to force myself to do if I ever want to get um, better with it, especially when I'm not drinking. So, um, and like you, you boys just make it easy. Like mm. <laughs> I did love that you uh, gave me a call out at one point <laughs> of the night. You bastard. Well, again, I was, I can't remember what it was about. Oh, it's about the bottle of alcohol being passed around with a GoPro, and yeah, you know, if the if the bottle gets passed to you, please join and participate. And you just caught my eye. And I said, <laughs> Except for you, Shane. Uh, Shane's in rehab, everyone. So, which is not, I'm, he's not over here. Uh, so Shane can't drink. No, it was it was actually quite nice meeting meeting people and being known as the alcoholic. So that yeah. was great. Uh, I, I just wish that every time I introduced you to a group of people, you wouldn't stand up out of your chair and say, "I'm Shane and I'm an alcoholic." Like, Shane, just you don't force, force me into it. You don't need to do that here. Uh, another change of anyone watching, you can see that I'm wearing a sling. Uh, I did have shoulder surgery about two weeks ago uh, when I did get injured at work. Writing uh, checks that your body can't <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How very maverick of me. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously getting older, but I got injured, you know, with what we talked about last time, my new role where I train recruits. Maybe I'm getting older and the recruits are getting younger, <laughs> but doing the wrestling and stuff and a couple months ago... Uh, a tore part of my shoulder I had to get repaired so any of the recruits that I know are watching from that intake that are watching it doesn't mean you beat me <laughs> this isn't a win okay I was fatigued and I'm just getting <laughs> and I'm just getting older so uh, I know there's a couple of guys Mitch Mitch Britton I know you you listen and watch the show and big advocate for it so I hope you're doing well mate um, well we said to ourselves before we record this we're going to make this a short and sweet one because yes. we're pretty exhausted um, but one promise we made last week was that we were going to do a Q&A mm. So, on the tablet here, we'll Very see... Very professional. <laughs> of course, mate. Uh, we've got a couple of questions. We'll only do a couple. Thanks, everyone, for who's who sent stuff in. Keep them coming for next time. Um, and where the fuck do you get that away, Shane? <laughs> Shane, help me. Technology. <laughs> Shane? Shane? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll read the first one then. Okay. So we got. Uh, we'll go with. Oh, Press the any key. <laughs> we got six questions here. I'll read the first one out. Uh, so this is obviously one. It's going to be aimed at me. Uh, as a recruit at the QPS Academy, what is the best piece of advice you could give a first year constable? I like to feel good. <laughs> Shane, could you go ahead? Uh, quit. <laughs> See, you can say that. I can't. Um, so, what was the question? <laughs> Best piece of advice you can first year constable. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll feel this one, mate. Uh, thanks for your question, mate. Uh, probably the best piece of advice, and I think I get asked this a lot now with how much I interact with the recruits, uh, and it probably doesn't make sense when I say it, but as you will progress in your career, you probably make sense of it more. It's very easy. Um, once you're out of the academy and you get to your station, you're caught up on all the excitement of the job and it's awesome because it is an awesome job. But don't let, we've said it before, Shane, same in the military, <laughs> don't let the job become your everything. Whatever hobbies, circle of friends yeah. you have now, make sure you keep that. Don't yeah. let the police be your only identity. Um, you have to have those other things because you're just going to burn yourself out. And there's always going to come a time you're not going to be you know, in, in defence or... or a first responder all your life, so um, while it is a big part of your life, it's it's definitely important to maintain the connections outside of it because 
you know, one day you're going to take the uniform off. Yeah, that's right. And it'll make that transition that much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And um, probably, you know, a piece of advice that's not as heavy and maybe a bit more applicable that you will understand is as soon as you get to your station, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be learning a whole bunch of information every single day. For that first year, um, just hang on and <laughs> just ride the wave out. Um, do what everyone tells you to do. Rock up to work. You know, you don't know anything in the job, even though you think you may do. Okay, even if you're six months in, just do what your training officer tells you to do. Be the grey man at the station. Just get through that 12 months. Uh, and after that, you'll develop your own style as a police officer. And then you can be the training officer that for 12 months tells old mate how you want your coffee. Okay? <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I answered that question. Um, and next question, I'll let you read the second one, mate. Uh, what triggers you the most with defence these days? Oh. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Oh, you goodness. More, you've been in the defence more recently than I have. Oh, I guess I can say what I want now. I'm discharged. Oh, you discharged. Um, Go for it, mate. It's probably a lot of things, but I, the one that first comes to mind is the uh, uh, it's a lot of the mandatory training we have at the start of every year, and it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> the, the same race. fucking shit every year. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I can't. Uh, just can't get around it. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, it's like, what would you say that, like, what's the manager training? There's a lot it's of... It's like really basic, <laughs> lowest These common These are skills that you will learn by the age of 10. Uh, and if you haven't mastered it by that age, like, don't rape people or don't rock up drunk to work. If you haven't mastered that by the time defence has recruited you... We got a problem. You're a lost cause. We got a problem. Um, but hey, sometimes good to have a friendly uh, reminder. <laughs> um, um, yeah, definitely a lot of the uh, PC uh, stuff that's come out in the last few years, like getting rid of skulls as insignia and, and things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, all the patches um, and stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's like there's a lot of a lot of PC shit that's happening, has been happening recently. But I think uh, that may be on the uh, on the change with. Um, the minister that's coming in. Are you officially out now? Yes. When did that happen? Oh, fuck. July? Yeah, July. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought you were just on leave still. Um, no. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what about you? Well, I mean, what triggers me? See, my, my thoughts on this might be a bit outdated because I'm sure the game has changed since I was in because 2013 was my last year there. Um, but I would probably say at the time, and you tell me if this has changed, <laughs> um, we spent a lot of time, particularly in the infantry battalion, um, not probably doing the the correct training to stay up to date with what was going on in combat. And it became, we always catered for the lowest combat denominator. And there's, you know, a lot of us, the ones that we wanted to be, you know, professional soldiers yeah. and good soldiers. We wanted to learn whatever was the latest techniques and drills and everything to yeah. be the best soldiers we could be. And so that has actually changed a lot. Okay. And even going back in as a combat engineer, um, it was fantastic to see that a lot of the lessons learnt um, from special forces were being brought into the infantry training yeah. and was being uh, and propagated from, from there. And it was some of the best hands-on weapon training that I've had in my entire military career. So yep. uh, that's definitely changing. And um, the skills that guys are learning now are, are just above and beyond what we were yeah. doing. Yeah, I had a, and I do follow a lot of stuff on social media, particularly what Six is doing because they have a social media account now and I see... Um, you know, the combat shooting courses and the pistol um, training. I'm like, this mm. is the stuff we should have been doing back then. Um, but that's not our problem anymore. No. <laughs> For us, I guess, minimal triggers now. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So 
name someone you would love to have on the show, on our show, a guest. <clears throat> you go first. Okay. I've got a couple. One I spoke to recently, um, Dan Pronk came oh, out yeah. to yeah. where I work and did it. Did a talk and I managed to talk to him. He, you know, stated, uh, and I'm going to hold you to, to this, Dan. You said you'd come on the show. Uh, so <laughs> Dan Pronk. Uh, uh, and I made a vow, Dan Kieran. I'd love to oh, yeah, yep. get, him, uh, get him on the show. Uh, a great one would be Ben Robert Smith. Yeah. Yeah, no. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be a tough one to do. Sure, <laughs> every, sure, sure. We're not worthy. Yeah, I'm sure there's a queue of people who uh, yeah. can interview him. Mal Justin Monkey's probably down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, man, there's heaps, you know, that's just defence. Like, who else? You know, there's man, so many people that we could have. The two I'm most looking forward to yeah. is Riles and Curdo. Yeah. And not yeah, just, yeah. Not just um, like, their military stories or anything like that. Um, the lives that those two have lived are, is fucking nuts. And the stories that they have are, are, yeah. are amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to when we do those. Yeah. Actually, yeah, this, and, you know, there's probably a few police mates that I'd definitely love to have on. Um, the same as Roland Kurt. I like, just have lived interesting lives. Yeah. Not just the police staff or jobs they've attended, but they're just interesting mm. people. Um, but, yeah, if you guys out there have ideas for people who you think should come on. Kevin Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. He's a good handball player. I know that. <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's another story. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you have ideas, whatever, tag them. Let them know. Let us know, and we'll see if we can get them on. Two simple things that make you happy. Ooh. Two simple things that make you happy. You got them? Yeah, I got one. For Here we sure. go. What My do you daughter. Got? Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep. And I remember you saying this to me when she was first born. Like, I think it's like. I've talked to a few a few mates who are, who are fathers as well, and um, it's quite normal, I think, for, for males to like not not feel that bond straight away. And that was something that you told me. Um, but watching her reach these little milestones, man, I've never felt so proud of anything in my yeah. entire life. Nothing I've done compares to yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's one. Yep. What uh, I think uh, the person who sent this in used an example like you know a cup of tea or whatever like that's. Oh, I went too deep. Yeah, I maybe went too deep. But come on, daughter's a gimme. Because uh, like, I would definitely say like, uh, so here's something that helps. Because I have trouble sleeping, right? Yeah. Nature Sound app. Oh. I've been putting on like, oh, what's the sound listening? Mountain winds. Oh. Uh, that makes me very happy because it <laughs> knocks me out. Uh, the painkillers I'm on for my shoulder injury, <laughs> they make me very happy and very sleepy. Oh, God. Um, I don't know, I, like, I think everyone says this, like, coffee in the morning, especially when I'm at work, that makes me happy. Yeah. My long black in the morning, yep, definitely. God, I can't think of anything else. God, this is depressing. For me, <laughs> and I think you'd be the same, like, we're both huge cinema fans. Oh, yeah. So like new TV shows, films, me and Shane love watching something and then calling each other. Yeah. And we just analyze the hell out of it. And when something original comes out yes. that's really well made, it's, yeah, yeah that, that definitely makes me happy. And I think what makes me happy more is when we sit down and discuss it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thoroughly enjoy that. I mean, you actually know what you're talking about because you are a cinephile, but... I, I like to pretend I don't and, and you do a good job. <laughs> like, I do a good oh, job. Bullshit, I often call yeah. him the pretender. And he, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I know what I'm talking about. I probably don't. <laughs> do you have anything else that makes you happy? Or was that... Oh, my wife, obviously. 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 Just She's going to watch this, so yeah, you should say that. Say yeah, of course. <laughs> she, Madison did text me to remind me to take the photo of us, so I know she's <laughs> expecting that. Um, this next question. We knew this was going to come. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people have been messaging us the last week and a bit um, of our thoughts on the current situation in Afghanistan. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I won't comment on the, like the political stuff or the background stuff because I have no knowledge. We're, that. Neither of us is okay. At this point, if you're watching the show, you don't. Tu- <laughs> we've said this before. You don't tune in for up-to-date scientific <laughs> political news or point of views. Okay, I'll simply answer this from a soldier perspective who deployed in 2012. Mm. How I feel, and that's kind of you know how we think of it. That's the only way we can. It's so the only way we can. Um, the guys we talk to, there's a lot of feeling of particularly when the Afghan situation happened about a week ago, of the phrase was, was it all for nothing? Mm. Okay, and I guess particularly when we talk about, or guys that we know talk about that, the was it all for nothing was our time there and the mates we lost. For me, like, it was weird when I first started watching it unfold on the news, you know, hearing like the base I was in is now taken over by yeah. the Taliban and stuff like that, and you think, there was that part where you go, fuck, was it all for nothing? But then, like, I don't think it is. Like, what happens now does not change what we did at the time. That was yeah. like, what, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago or something like that now when we were there. Um, I said this to you the other week when we were talking on the phone about it. What we, we did what we did at a time when a job was asked of us mm. to go and do when threat levels were high and everything like that and the big machine was turning, as in the green machine was turning and all efforts were over in Afghanistan. So it doesn't change. What happens happens now doesn't change what happened then. We're so far removed from that world now mm. um, that yeah, it's sad to see, particularly when you see the footage of you know the local people who are clamouring to get to the airfield to get on planes and stuff yeah. like that. That's sad, you know, from a humanitarian point of view. Of course, that's sad. It sucks that it's ended the way it has, and it you know we've been there twenty years, and then in a moment, ten days is all it took, you know. To all go backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the situation sucks and it is sad, but when we think about what we did, does it change how we feel about our time now? I don't think so. No, it, it, I don't think it changed, um, changed that at all. Uh, I remember, because <clears throat> I, I sleep, I basically sleep on the couch most of the time now um, because we've got Marlo in the bed with us, we're co sleeping, yep. and I <laughs> don't want to fucking roll on her or. Uh, one night I woke up strangling the dog, so I don't um, want to do that to my child. No, so I knew you'd make a good father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so normally, so Madison, uh, when when Bub wakes up, she comes in the lounge room, puts puts the TV on, yep. really listens to the news, and I kind of have half an ear on it um, while I'm waking up. And I remember hearing on the new, hearing something about it on the news that I just asked her to turn it off straight away. Like I was pretty um, yeah. furious uh, when I first heard it. Um, Yeah, fuck. It's late night, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, t- it's a tough uh, question to ask at this time of night. It, yeah. Um, again, like, we don't have the nuance or the understanding of the full situation to, to be able to, like, comment on the political aspects of it. But, I mean, you know, the general public in, like, Australia, America, everywhere, any of the nations that went over and fought there, you know, have all been crying out, oh, we want our fucking troops back, like, bring, bring our boys home. Which is, you know, I can understand that sentiment, but um, it kind of it does annoy me a bit that you know we went we went over there, we've put a lot of people in danger in terms of getting them to help us do a job, and um, we're not we weren't able to kind of uh, look after them. I understand, yeah. like it's not it's an imperfect world, but um, like that does piss me off yeah. a little bit. 
Well, the thing that annoys me is, you know, I'll use the example of I told in one of our very first podcast episodes of the story of when I was over in Fiji and that bloke oh, found yeah. out what I did for work and then I went, well, you know, when I said I used to be a soldier and wanted to get in my face about um, my time as a soldier over in Afghanistan and, you know, the whole, oh, you're a baby killer, fake war, you shouldn't be over there, yeah. blah, blah, blah. These are the same people who are now on social media saying, why aren't we what helping them? It's like, yeah. yeah, why aren't you over there? Why aren't we helping these people? It's like, what the fuck do you think we were doing, mate, over yeah. there? Like, what do you think our job was? That's what we were doing. Um, that's kind of the stuff that annoys me. Yeah. When the, I see, look the, at the, social the, media. The hypocrisy, like, just, yeah. what do they call them? Slacktivists. Uh, I've never Thoughts heard that and term. prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, our last question. I said we were, this is going to be a very short and sweet episode, guys. We're very tired, <laughs> but we wanted to make sure we did this because we did promise an episode coming out today. Um, and this this one's obviously tailored towards me. Oh, good. A G up question. Uh, why Why did Tommy give himself the nickname Combat Tom? Okay. <clears throat> So I didn't give myself... Lay it on me. What have you got? What so got? I didn't give myself the nickname Combat Tom. I get, there's a lot of memes around the office at the moment called, you know, <laughs> with me as Combat Tom with my head on, like, soldiers' faces and stuff like that. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who keep... More of that, please. More there, of there's that. There's a lot of people who keep... Uh, who weren't in the situation at the time who keep telling other people what happened. <laughs> and as the story keeps getting told, oh. it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh... And my, I don't know why, but my first instinct, as we know, is it's the correct, incorrect one, is to fight these rumours, <laughs> which obviously just make it worse, and that's when memes get printed off. So, <laughs> obviously, my role now is uh, train police officers and recruits, and we were doing an upskilling session. Mm-hmm. We were training mm-hmm. officers on a couple of different uh, hands-on techniques, and I was teaching, I won't go into the specifics of what we teach, but I was teaching a certain technique, um, so the class went off and did it and uh, there was one bloke who asked another instructor about which arm he should use to initiate the move because uh, it should be taught with your dominant hand okay does that make sense sure <laughs> sure why not uh, and uh, he said you know because I, I feel like I need to use my non-dominant hand so then the other instructor Bell giving you a shout out now and Gary Donovan, you'll be happy. Um, that was your question, so well done. You made it on the <laughs> podcast, mate. Well done. Who are you? Uh, Bell asked me what hand it should be used. She said, because this guy uses non-dominant. And all I said, okay, this is exactly what I said. I turned to the bloke. I said, mate, have you, have you done some other form of combat training in terms of boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu or something? And he said, yes, I'm a kickboxer. And I said to Bell, well, you often find with guys or girls who have done other types of combat training... They will use their non-dominant hand because your lead hand is your jab hand and they will use it because it's their lead hand. And Bell's taken that and gone, oh, sorry, you're fucking combat train, <laughs> combat train Tom. Uh, and that got called on and then she went and told that story to someone who wasn't there who then said he was there and told everyone <laughs> that I call myself combat Tom. And the story now is that I walked into a class and said, guys, I'm, my name's uh, Tom, I'm combat trained. And now there's memes everywhere. Okay. Couldn't and, have happened to a nicer bloke. And I, I thought I'd shake it off after a week or two. Guys, can we please get those memes uh, sent to the Mel Justin Monkeys account, please? There's actually... I would love to see them. Oh, mate. It's... Like I said, I thought it would shake off after yeah, two we'll weeks. throw a couple on the Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, mate. I will. <laughs> um, so, Gary Donovan, well done, mate. You made it on the podcast and that's all you wanted. I know that. 
Um, mate, it is very late. Well, it's not. We're just getting old. Um, oh, man. My fucking legs are killing yeah, me. Jesus you Christ. did well tonight, mate. Um, guys, sorry the episode was very short and sweet. Uh, we do have a uh, episode planned. Mm, um, yes. Hopefully within the next two weeks, uh, schedules aligning with yes, yourself yes, and yes. our next guest, who I'm very excited to talk to. Um, but yeah, we'll keep the content going. Sounds good. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Keep uh, sending us questions if you have them. We'll do another Q&A really soon and we will get back in the studio and give you another longer episode, hopefully. Till then, this is the Maladjusted Monkeys. We're out.